0: how's everybody all right you should be awesome well we're having a wonderful morning and uh i believe for that every time do you know what i believe for every service that it'd be the greatest service we've had yet well pastors it always happened that way i don't know to me it is yes and uh just trust and believe believe god to continue to move us from glory to glory and from strength to strength Um, Thank you all for um, with our new service times making the shift to this service it has made room and um, our other services are a little more full than this. And we're actually up. We're checking the metrics um, on this and we're actually up. January was up uh, attendance wise 19 percent over last year. Same time. And so it's making room for people, which is a wonderful thing. And we have great responsibility with that. Do you all hear me? Here's part of your responsibility: be nice, smile, and be nice, and welcome people. As Pastor Jordan was talking about, this is this is family, and then God takes that very very serious. And so um, I'm just blessed to be in the family with you guys. Amen. All right. Well, we're in a series called. Did you enjoy that song this morning? That was awesome. That was awesome. We'll we'll do that some more too um before we get into the word today i need to let you know we have services we have church on wednesday nights and we call it we call it midweek at Meadowbrook. It is, a i mean it's a strong night and we have ministry to the whole family um it's more of a teaching time um worship and all of that and then the whole place is filled with um you know stuff going on for our children and students and so forth an exciting night something that's been in my heart for a while we're about to launch this coming wednesday and uh this coming wednesday will be the first wednesday everybody say first wednesday it'll be the first wednesday of the month and uh, we're going to continue to have wednesday services every wednesday okay but on the first one everybody say first wednesday on the first wednesday we're going to start having a special service that we're calling habitation habitation everybody say habitation and where our current wednesday night service is about an hour long this will be about six and a half hours long no i'm joking i'm joking Y'all clap, but you'd be so tired. At, <laughs> is he going to feed us? What's the deal? You know. um, no, I'm joking. But it will go about an hour and a half. And and what is habitation? Well, the Bible says that, the, that God inhabits the praises of his people. In Ephesians 2.22, it talks about that we have become the habitation or the dwelling place of God by his spirit. And I think something wonderful happens, and it's been in our hearts for a while to... Let's take a service where we just kind of slow it down a little and spread out a little, extend worship a little, and then just God uh, lead us as far as special times of prayer, uh, some word, and, and God would speak things to us and ministry and however he would lead. And uh, I, this is all you need to do. Just come. And come expecting, just come and and that we take our time and God knows you and he's just going to, I think, just rest upon us during those times. And we'll be doing that the first Wednesdays, the other Wednesday nights, continuing in our Believe series and uh, just very excited about that. So you want to come be part of that. All right. Well, let's dive into day by day. Everybody say day by day. And here's kind of the bottom line thought on day by day. What you do day by day takes you to your future. Uh, And as Sherry said earlier, opening up worship, um, I believe these are some things that we've got to get into our life that are going to impact our whole year and, honestly, the rest of your life. And they involve some disciplines and practices that make all the difference for us. But I want you to notice this. What you do day by day takes you to, and it takes you to your future. Did you know you're going into your future like it or not? And your future, really, you can be involved in the design of your future. Because if you cooperate with what God intends for you, and you need to understand that he wants to give you a future and a hope, and he wants to do good to you, and it's about peace and not of evil that Jeremiah talks about. Y'all hear? And so you're going into your future either by default or you're going to your future by design. And so we want to be intentional. About this, we want to be deliberate about what I do, you know, and how that guides us into our future. Again, notice this, what you do day by day takes you to, it's taking you somewhere. There's some movement involved here. And uh, that immediately makes me think of journey. We're all on a journey here. Um, I'm on a journey. You're on a journey, a spiritual journey. And the way we kind of describe it around here, and we say this a lot because we are focused on this. God is wanting to move us from where we are to where God wants us to be. And so if we will participate and cooperate with him, align ourselves with what he's wanting to do, we can go into a a God-designed future for us. Well, how can we measure this? How can we measure this, that I'm doing the right things and and headed into a future intentionally? How can we measure that? I think one way we can do this, and I just came up with this last night, so um, let me share it and then we can hop back in. I think that we'll see as we cooperate with God that we're going to end up becoming more and more happy and stable and oh you've heard it okay go with me happy stable fruitful blessed so that we can be a blessing ultimately so we can give glory to god please do not get tired of hearing me say that it should be part of your language as well that's the that's what we want in our lives the ultimate part of that is is that we'll be able to give God glory. I think another way to measure it would be this. that As we are making this spiritual progress and following God properly in a day-by-day fashion, here's another measure of it. I think we will become more and more free from sin and more and more like Jesus. More and more free from sin. You should be more free from sin than you've ever been in your life more and more free from sin, and more and more like Jesus. And I think those are going to be good evidences. Those will be gauges, so to speak, of this spiritual progress in our lives. Can I get a good amen out of the church this morning? All right. Let's go ahead to Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible, longest psalm in the Psalms. And it's smack dab. I like that word. Everybody say smack dab. It's smack dab in the middle of the Bible. Okay. And it says this, and we're going to read a little passage here. All of it relates to the word of God. And I'll point out several words, different words, but they all relate to the word of God. It says, how can a young man, a young person, anybody, cleanse his way or keep his way pure? Other translations say, by taking heed according to everybody, your word. word. Verse 10, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Again, relating to the word. Verse 11, your word... I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And this is the big verse we're coming back to in a little bit. Verse 12. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Again, God's word. Verse 13. With my lips, I've declared all the judgments of your mouth. Again, verse 14. I've rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes, and everybody read this last line. I will not forget your word, okay Now I want you to just hang on to that. I will not forget your word. Hold on to that because it 's going to make sense for us a little bit a little bit later as we go it's interesting to me the big verbs, action words that interact with with all of this, and we 've got take heed and seek and hide and rejoice and meditate and contemplate and be diligent about and not forget and it all is in relation to the word and the result of that would be we find in in one of the results we find in verse 11 is so that i don't sin against god and that's the problem here's the big problem you ready sin sin is the big problem what is sin It's we miss the mark it's a sin of omission something we should have done and didn't do sin of commission things that we did and shouldn't have done and and motives and everything else that can go with that. But sin. And when I talk about sin, I'm not just talking about individual acts of disobedience. I'm talking about a condition that exists for humans. You know, it's the presence of sin. Uh, Jesus came and saved us from sin. Yeah. And the penalty of sin. You know, and uh, in 1 John it says, And the, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. In 1 John 2, 2, it says, and he is the propitiation, satisfaction for our sins and not for ours only, but for the sins of the the whole world. And so Jesus has come to take care of the penalty of sin, but understand this and know this, but we're still in the presence of sin. The other thing is we all have a tendency towards sin. Paul talked about the spirit and the flesh. They're contrary to one another. He talked about with my spirit, I want to do the right thing and end up doing the wrong thing. And I don't want to do this. And I end up doing, you know, and it's, it's this battle. He's got a battle inside. Guess what? You do too. We've got this battle. And that's why we've got to walk after the Spirit and then we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you don't walk after the Spirit, you're going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh, and you're going to end up sinning. And the fruit of the flesh, uh, the works of the flesh, rather, in, in Galatians chapter 5, it's a long, ugly, dirty, nasty, dark list. And, and guess who, who, who could end up doing those things? Oh, you're thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of you and me. So we need help. Everybody say, I need help. I need help. Tell your neighbor, I need help. And we, and we all do. But look at me, don't despair. We have help. We have help, and God has given us his word. I don't want you to think, well, I just can't help it. Pastor said we can't help it, so here I go. I'll hunt you down. One way to not sin, one way to not sin is to hide God's word in our heart. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Now, think about it. Our goal, ultimately, happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, to be a blessing, ultimately to give glory to God. I want to glorify God with my life. Westminster uh, Catechism sums it up in this way. It says the chief end of man is to glorify God. That's why you're here. Revelation chapter 4 talks about that's why we're here. You know, we, we are to, to glorify God with our life, our time, our talent, our treasure, even our troubles. Do you hear me? Even in our troubles, glorify God in those troubles. God, I'm in this, but You're with me. And and don't just come all apart. Show yourself the person that knows how to hold on to God, no matter what else is going on. And we want to glorify God. Well, watch this. In Romans three twenty three, it says this: For all have, it's all of us. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We missed our goal. Our goal is to glorify God in every situation, in every relationship, and in our life to glorify God. And we fall short. It's like you're running a race and then you trip at the end or you just, you just give up at the end. Or you're, or you're on Biggest Loser and they're, they're weighing you in and then, does all the numbers and then you're like six pounds short. You fall short <sighs> of your goal. Let's not fall short of this goal Amen. of glorifying God. And the big problem is right here in the middle, Sin. But we have a remedy from God's word to help us in incredible ways here. Let's go back and look at Psalm 119, verse 11. And let's get this this passage here. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Would you read it with me? Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Close your eyes down and try it. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I wanted that to really get into your heart here this morning. I want to break this down. I'm going to take three different phrases out of this, kind of unfold this, and we're going to we're head towards something this morning that's going to help us day by day. First of all, your word, your word. Your word is it's the Bible. It's, it's God's word, okay? Um, a written one, uh, an electronic one, Whatever form that you have, and by the way, regarding the Bible, the Bible is God's word, and it's God's word speaking to us. I, I encourage people don't don't just read the Bible; let it come on, let it speak to you, let it speak to you. And so, it's so important that we we are in fact reading the Bible. Here, baby, give that to your mom. All right, it's so important that we that we read. My wife, I had to help her out, all right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and a little diversion real quick. And my Greta is 19 years old today too, so happy birthday, baby. That's how we know how old the first half of the building is because she was born on a Thursday, and that next Sunday we moved in the first half of the building. So, so she's a good time marker for us there. So. All right. Where was I? Okay, you need to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. But endeavor to do this. Don't just read it. Let it speak to you. This is God's word. This, this is actually supernatural. The entrance of the word brings light, gives understanding. He sent his word and healed their disease. I mean, this impacts this is not just a regular book. And if you don't have a, a Bible, every time you come in here, and we're going to be putting the word up on the screen, but every time you come in here, there's carts in the back there, and they have Bibles on them. And if you don't have a Bible, you didn't bring a Bible, pick up a Bible there so that you can look at it with us or at least just hold on to it, okay? And and if you don't have a Bible, you're allowed to keep that Bible. But some of you have like 12 of our Bibles. <laughs> so bring this back. And some of you are saying, well, if you all are so technologically advanced, then why don't you have iPads that you pass out? <laughs> no, because you took 12 of our Bibles. Ain't gonna... All right, anyway. But this is... This is God's will. These are God's thoughts. This is revelation. Listen, it's revealed and written, and it's alive and relevant, and it's God's word to us. And it's living and active and powerful and sharper than any any two-edged sword, and it'll get right down to business with you. So your word, and let's get the next phrase here, I have hidden, I have hidden. Uh, this word hidden actually means to lay up, to store up, to treasure, to hoard. But it actually has the idea because of value. Everybody say value. You, you hide what you value. Uh, you treasure what you, what you would value here. And so because, and listen, it's two things. It's two things. Y'all stay with me. It's two things. I value it, therefore I store it up. I treasure it. I value it. Everybody say value I value it and then I, I store it up. And so why do I do this? Why why would I value it and store it? Because it has power. It has power revealed in the word here. Power to help me to not sin. And so we take this and we, we put this in our hearts. Now, your word I have hidden and get this in my heart. In my heart. Everybody say, in my heart. In my heart. Um you want to get it on the inside of you. And again, like I said, you know, you can, you can have a Bible. You can have a, you know, an electronic tablet, smartphone, whatever you've got written down or whatever. It's one thing to have the Word of God, and you cannot do without this. You've got to have the Word of God where you can consult with it. Okay? That's a discovery mode, though, where I can consult with the Word of God. That's also study. I love to study God's Word, and, the, and you have to kind of do that out here. But what David is talking about, your word I have hidden in my heart, where we're going to get it on the inside of us somehow, where, listen to this, I can consult with it from the inside. Now, this word here, heart, in my heart, the Hebrew word there, it actually refers to a place, more or less. A place. Everybody say a place. And it's the place. And Old Testament Hebrew, it kind of blends and merges the idea of soul and spirit, where New Testament tends to be a little more distinct in that but it's all working together soul and spirit and it's called heart here and it's the center it's the seed i i kind of feel like it's right here i never have anybody talk about their heart my heart it just kind of feels like it's right here for me y'all it's the center of you it's kind of in the the center and it's a place get this it's a place where you think and it's a place where you feel And guess what? Look at me for this. We all have a problem with that place. We all have a problem with how we think and how we feel sometimes. Jesus said this, everything that you think, say, and do proceeds out of your heart. And so, and he he gave a, a long bad list of the things that, negative things that can proceed up out of our heart. And we want to blame everybody else. But Jesus said, do you know where it's coming from? It's, it's coming up out of there. And so we've got a problem. We've got a problem in this place where we're thinking. It's been called this before, stinking thinking. You know, we get the wrong things in there. And if you're just loading up with the latest lyrics of all the songs and, and this and that from popular culture and from media and all that. And you're just pouring those things Without filter into there, you're going to continue to have problems in that place. And the only thing you you can expect out of that place are what you put in that place. So David said, your word I have hidden in my heart. And if we can get the word, which has power in life, and it's actually supernatural, if I can get that down into my heart, then I can consult there. And and because of its power, because of what it is, it will now impact how I think, how I speak, and how I behave. Bob your head if you're with me so far. All right. How do we do this? How do we do this? You ready? We have to memorize the word. Memorize the word. I've already tricked you into doing it this morning. I had you read with me. I will not forget your word. And then we, we did verse 11 together. You did it. I saw you with your eyes closed. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. And we've got to hide the word. We've got to memorize it. Now, this is a almost forgotten, neglected, abandoned discipline. Most of us memorize scripture. And I'm not talking about I've got to memorize the whole book. Oh, this is going to be hard. That's not the approach. We're going to find what we need to to get out of it and memorize it, hide in our heart. Most of us did memorization when we were in Sunday school or when we were in vacation Bible school. But can I tell you about me? I can remember in sixth grade having a vacation Bible school, my little tiny country church that I went to. And we were told that if you learn a verse, you could win a Czech cola. Does anybody know what a Czech cola is? It's the store brand from Winn-Dixie of their, of their, of their soda or their pop, different, depending on where you're from. And I can remember I learned some verses, not so I wouldn't sin against God. I want a Czech cola. And I remember I got black cherry and ginger ale. And what I did, what I did, I crammed it into my short-term memory, just learned it by rote and walked off from my check cola. And what, we've got to do a better job than that. And we can't just make this by rote or robotic or whatever. David said, I value it. I treasure it. I'm going to put it in the right place. I'm going to put it down in my heart because that's the seed of all of this. And I've got to get the power of God's word in there. That's how I'm going to be able to do this. And so sometimes instead of a, a better way to look at it's not just memorize the word, but think about it this way. Learn it by heart. Learn it by heart. I'm not just cramming it up into here. I'm placing it. I'm valuing it. I'm storing it and putting it in, into my heart. So the next few moments, I want to share with you the why. Why we memorize. And then before we end, I'm going to point you to the way to do it. Okay? But my, my goal today is to get the why on this. Um, aren't ants kind of cool? You can read about them in Proverbs chapter 6. When I was a kid, and sometimes I think I must not have had many toys or something, but I would play with ants and, you know, go out and watch them, watch them with a magnifying glass, burn them with a magnifying glass, (laughs) ram a running hose down into their, you know, firecrackers, stick it in the hole. I pretended I was at war with these guys and I was not going to, lose. I'd take my bike and do a power slide over there. My neighbors probably looked out and thought, that is a weird kid. That is a so weird. <laughs> but I learned this about ants. They're diligent. And I mess up their, their ant bed, and you know what they immediately start doing? Building. And they essentially do two things. They build and they gather. They build and they gather. And they're strong suckers, too. I saw one one time carrying a whole pizza box. Just like this. <laughs> I'm lying, I'm lying. <laughs> but here's what they do. They, they build and they gather. And you know what they gather? They gather what they value. And you know why they value it? Because they need it. They're going to need it. They store up what they need and take it down into, into their nest. And you know what? You need to be like the ant, Proverbs says. And you need to not only build, but you need to gather. And the reason you need to gather is because you're going to need it going to need to have it now let me kind of scoot through this real quick the first argument people usually put up about memorizing the word is i can't do that i can't do that look at me you can do it you can do it um what if i offered you a thousand dollars and a check cola for every verse that'd be a million bucks go out before we got out of here today right and I don't have it. And I don't have the check cola either. But that's not even the motivation for this. The, the Psalms tells us this. In Psalm 19 verse 10. It says, More to be desired are they, God's word, than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. That's showing the value of it. Why? Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them there is great reward. And you are never too young. And you are never too old to memorize. You retain what you want to retain. I mean, if you heard on TV or read in the newspaper that, you know, Walgreens is having a sale on Polygrip and Metamucil through <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, you, and you'd remember your way to the store, and that's aisle six. I know aisle six. Limit two per customer. I've got them. You'd remember. And when you're little... You, you remember your, your locker number and your friend's phone number? And we, we learn all these things. You, you can do it. A while back, we were down in the villages. And we had people come up from the villages. And let me just say that. That is an awesome place down there, but most of them people are older than me. <laughs> and we were sitting in a restaurant, and it's like these six ladies were sitting in a booth kind of behind us. And I just kind of could not help but hear them. Because this one lady was just kind of loud. And she said, do you know what she said to me? I'll tell you what she said to me. And this lady, honestly, I'd put her like mid-80s. And she went on for 15 minutes. Telling all of us what she said to her. Okay? And if it was you or your mom, I'm just sorry. I'm just telling a story. Here's what, and she probably only heard it once, but she got it and she memorized it. And I'm sure she repeated it and repeated it. Do you know what she said to me? You know, and we're able to memorize. You retain what you want to retain. It's a matter of valuing God's word and a matter of saying, I need some help. I need some power to get down into that place. i got to put the right things down into that place. I've got to value God's word and put it in that place. And it holds power so that I don't sin against God. it helped me with that. You remember Jesus was tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil himself. You probably have not had that. But the devil himself comes and tempts him. And with everything that he tempted Jesus with... Get this, Jesus, technically, you look at it, quoted scripture. The, the devil did not, you know, or, or Jesus did not in that moment, you know, the devil say something to him. And Jesus go, I don't know. I don't think that's quite right. Could you give me a minute? Jesus quoted. Can you imagine somebody robbing you? And you go, could, could you wait a minute? I got, can I go get my gun. I mean you know, it' would be better to have it on you. put that over into the word. It's better to have the word in you to just have the word ready to go. Oh, you say that, but that's not what God said. It is written, devil. Here's what God said, and that you get it treasured on the inside, then you can bring it out, and you know what it becomes? It becomes a weapon. Ephesians tells us that it's the sword of the Spirit. Isn't that awesome? The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Do you know what makes it a sword? Do you know what makes it a lethal weapon? When it's in your heart and you put it in your mouth, it becomes a weapon for you. But you've got to get it in your heart. A couple other things, and I'm going to wrap this. You get the word in your heart, it'll help you make wise decisions. Because now you have a database. It'll speak to you. God's Word will speak to you. Because you can run scenarios through your mind. A situation come up. A challenge. A moral dilemma. Things come up to you. A temptation. Whatever. And the Word of God that's living and active in you, it will speak to you. You're able to sort out things and say, oh, somebody's invited me to do this. And the Bible says, no, don't ever do that. You know, and it'll guide you and tell you those things. And let the Word of God Speak to you in that way. It will guide you. You've got to have that internal database, so to speak. It will also help to comfort and strengthen you when you're under stress. When you're going through something, the word of God will be your comfort and bring strength to you and speak to your heart. And you know, hey, but I'm never alone. I'm never without help. I'm going through something, but God is with me in this. And and you can go back to, I'll never abandon you. I'll strengthen you with my right hand. I mean, God, all of God's word would just come back to you and strengthen you and counsel you. Your prayer life will take jumps because he said, you really want prayers answered. You pray according to my will. And I think think it works better than, okay, I think I want this. Let me see if that's in here. It's better to already have those things kind of settled in your heart through study and through, then through storing it in your heart. And then, you know, and God, you said in your word this, and you said this, and you said this. And when you pray according to his will, I'm telling you what, he's going to answer his will. And then if you're sharing with somebody, Encouraging somebody, witnessing somebody. How many of you know it would be better coming out of your heart rather than off a cue card? God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your wife, your life. You ever go to some of the sandwich places and they got a new guy and he's supposed to be a sandwich artist? And he's looking at the chart on the thing. Oh no. I don't want that. I want somebody who's like. You gotta have the word. And it is some things are best served hot. Put them in your heart. And then you can share those things and they're real with you. That's just part of the why. Let me sh- point you, direct you to. Ways to memorize, real quick. Here's a couple of things that will be on the screen for you. First of all, uversion.com, uversion.com. They have Bible reading plans. There's a plan on uversion called Top Verses to Memorize. It's a year long plan, it's not going to stress you out. And in the year, you'll learn a hundred verses that that editor deemed to be the top verses to memorize. Wouldn't that be awesome that in a year from now, you'd learned a hundred verses, you'd packed away a hundred verses in your heart? If you do that, I will get you a check cola, okay? A year from today, we're having Czech cola, all right? Second thing, NBC Echo. This the Meadowbrook Church Echo. That's an email that you can subscribe to, completely free. It will be emailed to you early in the week. It's all the, mess- all the notes from the message, all the scriptures from the message, and those would be some good verses for you to try to memorize because they're right in, in what you know God is saying to the church at the time. Another way is BibleGateway.com, BibleGateway.com. They have a site on their site called 10 Tips to Scripture Memorization, 10 Tips that help you walk through. And then the last one is this, MemoryVerses.org, and they have a how-to section that will help you with that. I've tried today to just push you on the why. The way is going to work for all of us. You can retain what you really value, and there will be some great tips and helps in that. Why do we do this? Because the psalmist said this, your word I've hidden in my heart so that I don't sin against you. And you know, my goal, your goal is to glorify God with our life. And uh, one of the great ways to help that is to stop sinning so much and get the word of God in us that will help us. And if you value it, you'll store it. And the reason you'll store it is because it does have power and it will help you to overcome sin. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right.